Welcome to The New Mind Creator Podcast with your host, Maurice, The New Mind Creator. Today, I will be interviewing Bethany London. Please make sure to hit the subscribe button so that you'll receive alerts when new episodes are available each week on Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. My mom was a really um, good volleyball player. She, um, matter of fact, we would talk about sports all the time. She was really abreast on all types of sports because I love sports in general. I love volleyball, basketball, football, baseball, you name it, any sport. I really uh, enjoy watching it and learning about it. So I know that uh, you've played volleyball as well. Did you have that passion at one point? Oh, yeah, I loved it. <laughs> and the team, you know, the, it was like a, definitely like all my closest friends played. But this was way back when. <laughs> so long ago. But now that I'm in L.A., I feel like I should be playing because there's beach volleyball left and right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So the opportunity is there. Hmm. So where where did you grow up? You said you're in LA now, but where did you grow up? Oh yeah, I um I'm from Portland, Oregon. Oh. Yeah, and then I moved to LA about 6 years ago. So does most of your family live in Portland still, Oregon still? Yes, yes. Pretty much everyone. What? Yeah. So what caused you to move to L.A.? That was a big move, I would assume. Yeah. Uh, One of my friends who wasn't even that close of a friend, it was someone I had met through um, the startup that I was working with. She encouraged me to take this uh, personal development course, and I thought it had to do with business and startups. (laughs) It was definitely personal development So if you've heard of Landmark or like Tony Robbins, it's very similar to that structure. Yeah. So I ended up, I was totally like, yeah, that sounds amazing. Came down and took it. I'm like, "Um, yeah, this is not a business course at all, (laughs) but I loved it. And then there's all different levels. So like, they're always like, there's the basic and there's advanced and there's leadership. And then there's like, if you want to go into like the speaking um, and hosting workshop and I did the whole entire thing. So by the third course, I was coming to LA so often that I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to move here for a couple months. Cause I had just sold some property in Portland, like all my, I'm in real estate. So I had just sold everything. And, um, Moved here for like three months. I got a three-month lease and never went back. Well, I went back, but to get my stuff. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What is it like? What What was it like living in Portland, in Oregon area? Oh, it's, I mean, it's beautiful. It's beautiful and rainy. <laughs> so I'm always like, if you live in Portland, you need to have your vacations planned or love like the mountains. So like when it's dumping rain, I would basically be checking the ski report and I'm like, okay. And I went snowboarding almost every Wednesday morning and I'd be back by like two o'clock. Um, but if it was dumping rain, sometimes I would change everything up cause I had a flexible schedule and would just hit the mountain early 
And you, you just have to have something to look forward to in, in those rainy days. And then, yeah, I mean, the summers now, even since I've moved here, are like crazy hot. They're hotter than I have here in L.A. They're like 100 degrees. And in L.A. where I'm at, I'm near the beach, so it's like always in the 70s. <laughs> so I'm like cold and I go to Portland and it's hot. So there's been, yeah, some weather movement happening. But um, Portland's beautiful, very green and just clear skies. Nice, because I um I lived in California in uh San Diego for a little while. I love San Diego, yeah. You do, yeah. I had to get used to the weather because uh, when I was there, it would be so blazing hot during the daytime, and then at six o'clock, never failed during the time frame, the temperature would drop at least thirty thirty five degrees, and it would be freezing cold. <laughs> And it would like burn my skin. I didn't think I would need um, a sunscreen, but apparently I did because I had to really get used to, you know, that sudden drop, yeah. you know, um, in the rain as well. But definitely California is a, a, a wonderful place to, uh, to live for sure. Yeah. It's like always sunny. Like wipe my dog's feet off all the time because of the rain. <laughs> You know, the small things, the small things matter. Yeah. So when you were growing up, did you always have uh, intuition or something that you were aware of that was beyond just the physical things that we we see? I am going to say yes and no. Yes for like one particular time that I can think of. And then they always say everything kind of fades as you grow. So children, like when I talk to kids, um, like even my best friend's kids, they'll like know stuff about me over the phone. And I'm like, how do you know that? Like, it's fascinating. And it's just because we're so connected and, and at that young age, I would say before the age of 10, we're very, very attuned to it. Um, for me, I saw personally, I saw what my mom calls a miracle. So I saw the sun dancing. Um, my mom saw it too. So it was kind of, that was kind of like my first, I don't know, out there kind of experience. Then you know, I completely forgot about that. My mom's more recently reminded me and showed me everything she wrote about it. <laughs> so, um, cause it was like just an amazing experience. And so, yeah. And then I wouldn't say that I was very aware of what, of the intuition or what I've been calling more body intelligence until now when I look back. And I can see some moments where like, oh, yeah, that I remember I felt really uncomfortable or I felt like my whole body cringed because it's like our body's responding all the time and we just aren't aware of it or we are and we ignore it. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. So why do you think that we lose these things, these senses uh as we get older, because you were talking about, you yeah. know, so why do you think that happens? Well, the, like scientifically, children are in a theta state. So you're in a different brain state. Um, you know, there's the different 
like gamma, alpha. So they're, you're in a theta state as a child. So you're very much in the creative space. You're imagining. And then as you get older, everyone else's stories, what's right, what's wrong, all that starts coming at you from left and right. And we create stories. And from our experiences, like, were we taken care of as a child? Did we have a lot of love? Um, were we told, no, you can't do that. No, you can't have that. And all of those create stories that I'm constantly working with clients to pull out, even myself. I'm like, why'd this pop up? And I'm like, oh yeah, from when I lost the $24 that my parents gave me, um, you know, like you just, there's so many things that are happening throughout our childhood that are really molding who we are now. Um, and, and they take over our like perspective. And that's why we all have such a different perspective on things. Yeah, so it sounds like um, the the life experiences that we have when we interact with others and our own personal experiences, we tell ourselves stories about it. We create yeah. stories, and we are living those stories out, either good or bad, right? Yep. Good. So what is sun dancing? You mentioned that earlier about you and your mom saw that. What is that? So I just remember my mom came and woke me up really early. It was probably like 5 a.m. or something um, before anyone else was up. I'm the oldest of five kids, by the way. So yeah, big family. Yeah, big family. So to be up before everyone else, you know, it was early. (laughs) And she came and got me and brought me to the back. So she had already seen different things with the sun. Um. And then she came and woke me up because she felt called to grab me. My mom is hardcore Catholic. Um, so she was basically praying and doing her thing. And then I came out and I'm just like, she's like, just try and look at the sun. If it hurts your eyes, like look away. Um, Cause we don't want to, you know, have you go blind here. So I look and yeah, it was like no big deal. It was almost it wasn't a cartoon, but it was almost like a cartoon. You can imagine the sun dancing in a cartoon. And the sun was just like hopping all over the place and just having a good time up there. And my mom's like right there crying and like, well, I'm witnessing a miracle right now. So my mom's very gifted and very intuitive as well. Like all I would say it definitely runs in the family lines. However, Everyone has this ability. Everyone has the ability. We're all born with it. It's just a matter of developing our presence and awareness. So like my mom will wake up and I remember her, my dad was climbing um, Mount Hood, which is a very dangerous mountain and people die doing it every, every year. And my mom woke up in the middle of the night and it was like apparently the exact same moment that my dad had almost fallen into a crevice. So just that kind of stuff. And I think a lot of people have those synchronistic things. Like they'll think about somebody and then that person calls or reaches out. Those kind of things. That is basically showing all of our connection and how we're all so connected. Sure. Yeah, I I definitely believe we are all interconnected. And it's at such a level that if we're not aware that conscious awareness and being able to be intuitive about it Mm -hmm. we we think we're separate but we're really not no you know and how we uh affect each other um is just unreal yeah yeah 
Yeah. And I mean, it's all connected to like the manifesting too. So, you know, the connection, if you think about somebody, then that person calls, it's like a telepathic phone call, (laughs) but you're also manifesting it. So you're creating it. Yeah. Yeah. What is, how would you define theta healing? Because you mentioned uh, theta being in the child creative space. Mm -hmm. They're really uh, abiding that theta, you know, so how would you describe theta healing? So theta healing is one of my favorite healing modalities. And like I was saying, how the child is very imaginative. I, in, in doing it, it's so hard to describe, but it's very much like life coaching, hypnosis, prayer, all wrapped up in one. So I'm leading. So first we do the digging and find like, okay, so I'm, I'm not finding the love of my life or I'm not losing weight. Let's do, I'm not losing weight. So we start digging into it. And then we find out that mom or dad said something as a child. And and in fact, I can give a specific example. Someone was told at a young age, you'll never be, um, you'll never be as thin as your sister. So if you can be Imagine being told that as a young age and, and then adopting that as a rule and adopting that as a rule in your body, then you're, that's going to be the truth. And that doesn't have to be the truth. Like you took somebody else's word and made it your truth. So in recognizing that, then I would basically clear it through the imaginative state of theta healing, which is like the prayer hypnosis and command it. Um, gone. And so I love data healing so much because I swear miracles and magic happen every day with people and just the craziest situations too. Like here's an entertaining one. I was doing a session for someone and this is, this person's a friend and I had been wanting to do a session for them for so long because they've been really sick and they kept going to the hospital and they couldn't really figure out why. So I do a session. Finally, she allows me to do a session with her. The next day at 4 a.m., her bed breaks in half. Wow. She's given me permission to share this story. Yeah. <laughs> her bed yeah, breaks. Sure. I'm like, that. yeah. that's a wake-up call if there's anything. <laughs> what? And, she, and then, and so first off, she didn't tell me, because usually things start happening within 24 to 48 hours. She didn't call me the next day. So at like night, I'm like, what's going on? How is everything? Have you felt any shift? She's like, Bethany, I've been thinking about you all day. <laughs> I'm like, what? Okay. She's like, my bed broke in half this morning at 4 a.m. By the way, she was living with her boyfriend and the bed broke in half. And so they were on different sides. Oh. Yeah. And then um, like all these other things happen. But that's obviously the most entertaining one. Within a month, she found out that he was cheating on her. Wow. So it's like that was a wake-up call. She already had – she was already in this – she didn't know he was cheating on her. But she was already in the space of like um, maybe, you know, it's time to end this relationship. It's not fulfilling. You know. I try and work on it. It's not working, you know? So she was already in that space, but yeah, like, so things like really, really take place. Another friend I, 
or a client I work with this is a client, but now friend, she ended up losing her job the next day after doing a session. So these sessions are really powerful and they can be really frustrating at the same time. <laughs> but like, she's so grateful, you know, a couple weeks later that she lost that job. In fact, the same week she was grateful. Um, but like, it was just pushing, it's supporting her in creating, you know, what she actually does want. Mm -hmm. So why, why do you think that some people hold on to the negative words and others are able to dismiss it? Is it because of the frequency they are uh, operating on or what? Oh, what that definitely helps. That definitely helps for sure. Um, are you familiar with the scale of consciousness? Scale of consciousness? No. Okay. Not the scale. Of well, it's basically the frequency. So when you brought up frequency, um, I refer to that. So there's like, I don't even know the whole level, but the top level is a thousand. Okay. So um, a, a thousand basically is the highest. And really, we don't get to that. That's more like God or Jesus or, you know, Deepak Chopra, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's level a thousand. Most people don't reach that. And... The lower levels are like shame, grief, anger. So my goal when I'm working with clients is always to lift their vibration because the reality is when you have a fire, higher vibration and even with clients, sometimes it's, it's always a trend. Like everyone's like having the worst week of their life. Right. I feel, I don't know. You work with clients too. So I don't know if you find that, but it's like everyone's uh -huh. going through hardships. I feel like at the same time. Right. And so I'm like, well, what's going on? Like Mercury and retrograde, all that kind of stuff. And I don't really like to take on to those because I don't want to create a rule in my life that every time Mercury is in retrograde, I'm going to have problems. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't accept that as my truth, but it doesn't mean that it can't affect other people. So for me, I'm like, what's going on? Nothing's happening, happening to me, hardships this week. And then I'm like, wait a minute, this and this and this happened. So actually I did have hardships happening this week, but they just don't affect me the way that someone at a lower vibration level, like you said, would be affected. Right. True. Because, um, yeah, at, you know, even as kids, um, you know, and even family, you have brothers and sisters, I'm sure. I know you have five, you <laughs> yeah, know, four lots. siblings. So, yeah. So um, things said by parents to each kid, it could be the same way, but each kid interprets it differently and yep. it affects them differently, right? Yep. Yeah. And even though the parents are doing the best they can mm -hmm. and their intentions are good, it just affects um, you know, each kid differently. So um, that's what I thought about, you know, um, how, why do, you know, some people just hold on to it and others are able to just dismiss it so quickly. But when you work with clients, I'm sure you're actually teaching them how to move forward. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just... And, and you don't even notice, like, I'm like, I didn't even notice that I had hardships happen that week, you know? So th that's also part of it. It's not, you may not even be aware, but the shifts, you know, you're, sh you're shifting and you're at a higher level and things just kind of roll off. 
they don't bother you as yeah. much yeah true so um do is are there any uh practical simplistic things that people could do to help like on a daily basis to help increase and raise their uh scale of consciousness definitely um my my number one favorite thing and thankfully i have a dog so it helps me because i'm like okay he needs to get outside is is going on walks if you can or just getting outside and then being so present that you can imagine or sense the plants and the energies of the plants around you so i know that sounds kind of crazy but we're all living and if we're all living, we're all vibrating because we're all made of cells and atoms and space. And so is everything else that we're surrounded by. So it might sound really goofy. You might sense a buzz. That's what I usually hear is like a buzz. Um, and now I'm at the point where sometimes I'll feel the trees or the plants being like, Hey Bethany, Hey Bethany. And like this really high pitched voice. That's like a cartoon character. So mm -hmm. I could just be making it up and crazy, like a little five-year-old kid, right? Because they're probably talking to the plants and the trees too. <laughs> sure. Or it could sure. be legitimate. I have no idea. But regardless, being in that space is raising my energy because anything that is green is living and is in harmony. And if I'm connecting with that, I'm absorbing that energy as well. Okay, so being present, yeah, being in that present, is there anything? Does um, could meditation help too? Because yeah. uh, at first I thought meditation was some creepy thing, you know, <laughs> like what is that? That sounds weird. But in the simplistic form, and I know there are different forms of meditation, yeah. But in the simplistic sense, I can literally sit down somewhere. Uh, at, at home or wherever mm -hmm. and in a quiet space and just begin to notice my breath and not even try to control it, whether it's uh, going fast or slow. And that's a meditative state by grounding yourself yes. and being in that present moment. Yes. Yes, definitely. Maybe you could meditate outside though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> outside will increase. <laughs> outside will definitely increase the likelihood of yeah. being able to yeah <laughs> well and sure. even like I love walking meditation so obviously my eyes are open or even yoga I've done yoga when it's silent that has been the most powerful thing for me ever is doing yoga in silence not by myself but like like at a public place but sometimes they do it where it's completely silent they aren't, they aren't they're just doing the movements and you follow them mm -hmm. but for some reason, and it could just be me, everyone's different. And um, that's kind of what I constantly sharing is like, you have to find what works for you. So movement and silence is really powerful for me. Uh, meditation. Yes. Love meditation. Hate it. Also <laughs> is also, you know, great. It's, it's amazing. And getting to the space where you're almost seeing and feeling things. So all, so that's also part of like that theta state when you're starting to feel like tingly or you're seeing like this graphic light show behind your eyes, eyelids, you know, going off. That's really tapping into a different space and definitely will raise your, your energy level. Yeah. I 
definitely there's something about quietness that mm-hmm. works for me it's almost it's so fulfilling yeah. i mean enriching and some of my greatest thoughts come from there from that yes. space so it's definitely important. Like for some said, people just laying out. down sideways, like, you know, those power naps that you really aren't really power naps because you want it to last an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you're having like a really chaotic day and you can't think straight, sometimes just laying down and getting sideways or horizontal more like it can completely shift what's happening as well. Wow. Yeah. It's it's amazing to just uh, become a student of, you know, these things so you can utilize them because otherwise we have things at our disposal and we never utilize them. Yeah, really, it's I would say at the end of the day, it's like relaxing yourself, relaxing your mind. And as we relax and other things can flow through, for example, (laughs) this last week. Oh my gosh. So I love to work and everything I do is inspired. So to me, I feel like that's amazing. Like, okay, Mondays, I'm going to write, I write my articles, Tuesday, do videos, Thursdays are for clients. Okay. So I had an intuitive coach that I would work, that I was working with, um, last Wednesday. And she's like, Oh my God, Bethany. She's like, can you please stop working? I'm like, what do you mean? It's all inspired. Like, I love what I'm doing. She's like, no, 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 no. She's like, I really am seeing that you get to not work at all. (laughs) And I'm like, um, okay. So this whole last week I've been not working. And it's at first it was really, really hard because I love to work. Um, but really at the end of the day, it's about relaxing and allowing things to come and like by relaxing, like all of a sudden I have one, two, three, like four possible new clients that came to me by doing nothing except for just being like, I just went to dinner with friends. I went, I I'm still in real estate. So I do coaching in real estate. So I went to this open house. Um, next thing you know, I'm meeting the neighbors and they're wanting me to come cleanse their property, uh, and work with her husband who's ill. So yeah, (laughs) just like not focusing on work. I did an open house and I didn't focus on selling the house at all. And I got an offer on the Uh, first day that I did an open house. (laughs) Isn't that amazing when we (laughs) like, what? (laughs) This is amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because imagine, like, sometimes we think our effort um, is doing mm-hmm. it, but really we are human beings. Yeah. Like, being. you are just yeah. being. So if you do have to work, and, and this is not that. really an option for you, just, like, get a case of, like, I'm not at work right now. I'm just doing these few little things and just, like, see how you can just enjoy and be in, like, a curious state because that is is just being curious and imaginative you know children are very inquisitive so like oh this makes me mm-hmm. feel good over so, here what let me dive into that deeper you know yeah so asking mm-hmm. questions and uh even qu- asking questions of ourselves like internally yeah. uh will produce uh answers right. as well yeah why why do you believe uh the results happen so quickly once you engage in this theta healing. Oh, 
I, part of me thinks that it's because most of the people that I'm working with don't take the time period to do something such as meditation or get outside and relax. So uh, some people, I feel like the clients that aren't regular, they're regular when trauma hits or they're like so overwhelmed. So it's like they need me to help them create the space to like allow the creativity stuff to flow. So it's like, you're so wound up. Like if you think of a fist and then you come see Bethany and all of a sudden this fist relaxes and allows new things to come about. And then also because we were talking about how connected we are and the power of manifestation. So like I've worked with, I've worked with, uh, what five stage four cancer clients last year. And sadly they've all passed, which is like, I'm like, I really want to be the healer that saves them, you know, but regardless, like Mm -hmm. every single one of them had relief. Like they were able to sleep better. They were able to breathe when they hadn't been able to breathe in like two months through their nose. Like, so they had different aspects of relief that supported them. And I think it's because we get so wrapped up, like for them in the fear of what's happening that by working and having a session with me, I created space to allow some healing, you know, where it could come into play to come in. Yeah. Do you believe that some physical illness results from our thinking and the stories that we've created over time? A hundred percent. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a touchy, it's a definitely a touchy subject, but I would tell you that, so two of, like, a five stage four, right? One guy mm-hmm. was, like, I was told that he was, he, he should have passed on, like, a month prior, and he wasn't letting go. So he actually died within 24 hours. So I never actually talked to him, but he gave me the, he gave me the hand squeeze that he wanted me to work with him. So I had like, I have to have a yes from someone, you know? Um, but the, the three that I did talk to, they basically all told me stories of their past that created the cancer. They were at that point where they were like, I know exactly why I have this. I know exactly why this came about in my body and um a lot of it had to do with forgiveness and that's why they're constant people are constantly sharing like forgiveness is so powerful you don't necessarily have to think of it for the other person like do it for yourself Mm. yeah that it's almost like uh, a well a water well and it's flowing so smoothly and the water is just going into and then mm-hmm. just through the well and then clogging <laughs> it up with cement. You know, um, some water might get in, but by and large, it yeah. really blocks everything. And that's the unforgiveness um, when we have that in our lives. Even if something happens so that we deem so drastic and we've been taken advantage mm-hmm. of advantage of if we don't let go of it 
we're like, I've heard someone use this phrase before. It's like um, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person mm. to die. But we're really doing it to ourselves until we get the understanding and enlightenment that we can't punish that person. We have to let go and allow, you know, life to happen because sometimes people do things that hurt others consciously. They know better and do things. And there are sometimes people do things unawares. They just lack insight or whatever. But in both cases, in order for the person who's affected, they have to be able to find a space to forgive and be able to uh, move on to the next state and level yeah. of their lives. It's great picture. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that um, you uh, work with alignment and you uh, have a book. Mm -hmm. One of your books is get aligned. What was the catalyst that caused you to, you know, be inspired <laughs> to even write that book? So this book started four years ago, even though it was just published 11, 11, 19. So back in November, um, I initially started this book as an intuition book. So I felt that if I wanted to reach the masses that I needed to shift that because getting aligned really is about, it's actually get aligned now. So it's about getting present and aware. And so I go through a ton of exercises and steps. It's really about a seven-week journey to get present and be present and start noticing everything that's happening in your body. So I call it, like I said, body intelligence. So I'm really like skirting around the word intuition. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> I'm making it, I, I wrote it so that it could be relatable for like men and women. And, and towards the end, it gets a little spiritual, but I've had guys read it and they're like, no, by the time I got to that part, I was totally warmed up for it and ready. <laughs> like, okay, good. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's really impacting and it's, it's been supporting a lot of people's lives. So I'm really happy about it. Um, it's aligning aligning to your truth your intuition and learning to just listen to those voices because your body is telling you yes it's telling you no it's telling you run it's telling you everything yeah i believe yeah because i believe our bodies store everything literally everything every experience that we've had especially when it comes to uh traumatic experiences um we we it's trapped in our bodies so get a line now that book uh kind of reminds me of it, it takes me to that space of your body is is holding on to things and unless we are able mm -hmm. to find a way to release it we keep reliving those traumas and those negative experiences and negative stories yeah. that we've created as well so what what is uh, what are what is your view on the subconscious? Oh, it's mind? powerful. <laughs> it, it's powerful, and it needs some controlling and support. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I mean, when I'm doing my theta healing, it's really about tapping into the subconscious at the end of the day, because that is the stuff that's really controlling us. And so we need to get a handle on it. Um, when I'm talking about like losing $24 or, oh, here's the one, my, it's so funny. It's funny how we think things up as a child. So what came to me when, when I was doing research on, or digging deep, not research, but digging deep in myself, I start, sometimes I need a journal to get like to the deeper stories to really like release that stuff, stream of consciousness to tap into the subconsciousness. And what came to me was how I had lost this camera when I was like three or four. So I asked my dad, I'm like, Hey, do you remember me losing a camera when I was three or four? Like, did I get in trouble for that? Like, I'm trying to figure out why, you know, I have some certain beliefs and cause the belief that I created out of that was when I'm given a gift, I lose it. Or when I get really excited about something, I lose it. So I was really excited about this camera and my dad's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then one day I drew the camera, like just as a child, like, getting into that child spirit, right? I drew the camera with some colored markers and I sent it to my dad. My dad's like, oh, that was my camera. My camera. I lost that. I thought I lost that in the move. He's like, you lost that? <laughs> it was like the funniest thing. So anyways, apparently I got mad at myself. I got mad at myself for the, losing that camera because he didn't know that I lost it. <laughs> and apparently it was never mine to begin with, but... Um, I just remember losing it one night when I was playing with it outside and it like, I lost in some Ivy, some like long Ivy grass stuff around the, around the grass, some bushes. There was like Ivy and bushes. I don't know. And I couldn't find it and it was getting dark. And then I went back out with a flashlight, couldn't find it, couldn't find it the next day. So I made up a story that when I get really excited about something that I basically ruin it. And I was trying to figure out where that came from. And through journaling, through getting creative, um, that came to me. So that was trapped in my subconsciousness. And it took that those kind of exercises or like if I was working with the theta healer as well to dig it out of me. And then you bless it. Then you bless so, it. You basically bless it, acknowledge it, be like, oh, you're so cute, Bethany. You know, <laughs> so adorable. <laughs> yeah. So once you identified it, you said then you bless it. Why is that? So a lot of times the whole thing is that we just need to acknowledge the situation. So if you're about to go give a speech and you're freaking out, just acknowledge the fact that you're freaking out and be like, okay, I'm, I'm freaking out right now. Like just noticing that and acknowledging it is diminishing it. So then I like to bless it on top of it. Um, and there's more that I do, but just this is good enough on your own to do. Um, so you just shed some love, give it some love and be like, I bless that situation, you know, and, um, you know, it was cute. You're cute. That, that no longer has power on me, though. I'm fearful of going out and giving this speech, but, you know, I'm going to just bless it. I'm going to shed love on it, and I know I'm going to do the best that I can. And it, it just shifts. It just shifts you. But even just a little shift is can be, like, a powerful shift. 
Gotcha. And you mentioned mm-hmm. uh, about digging deep. So journaling yeah. could elicit that. Like, why does this happen to me? What okay. happened? Gotcha. Usually I'm always like, okay, let's, I intuitively be, will be like something happened at the age of three or something happened at the age of five. Like I can go there quickly, but like you want to do this work on your own, just like, yeah, journal and be like, where, why, why does this keep happening? Cause a lot of people, we have trends. So I always say we're here to learn lessons we're here and learning lessons. Any any obstacle, any challenge in your life is really an opportunity. It's a lesson. So if you don't want if you don't want it to happen again, then we got to learn the lesson. So got to f- journal on that or gotcha. something can help. So what? So journaling help. Um, yeah, because um, I think through our mm-hmm. life experiences, we forget things, but yet it's in our body. It's still. Yeah. imprinted in our bodies and uh just being aware of just when you tense up and i've just noticed um uh, being aware of so many things because things are just constantly happening and if we are not aware of it it just goes i mean we are oblivious to it and we don't get the chance to capture it or yeah. even enjoy things totally because mm-hmm. we yeah, because um, it's it's such an enriching life, but uh, we're, I think we're in the hustle and bustle oftentimes and trying to get to point A to point B and we just keep doing it over again the next day. And really yeah, like this is amazing cup of coffee, like just taking a moment and just breathing it in and like smelling, you know, the aroma of the coffee. That is yeah. presence. Yeah. True. Yeah. So what's the best way for people to contact you? Oh, uh, yeah. Going to my website, Bethany London, L-O-N-D-Y, and that's the cool factor, dot com. <laughs> so it's just my name. And you can find me social media anywhere, Instagram. I do YouTube videos as well, at Bethany London. So. And what all, what, are the services oh, that my goodness, you what do I not provide? Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I have like I have a 50 dates program for finding the the love of your life, like meeting your match. I've worked with people uh, just monthly or weekly. Some coaching clients are weekly. And sometimes one session is enough because really what I do is not it, it's like it's it's healing, you know. Um, and so people will come back maybe two months later, three months later and be like, okay, I'm ready for like, this is coming up. I'm ready for something else. Um, and then also, you know, I'm in real estate, so I do, I'll do healing sessions on the properties before I list them. And then also when I work with buyers. So even if you like, are you move into a home and you're like, ugh, Bethany, this doesn't feel right. I can even do it, um, remotely which is crazy but I can do that I can do everything remote in my mind's eye I just tap in uh, and I see things so yeah I can heal heal the property I mean when I sold my home I kept getting the message that my property was attached to me I was definitely attached to my property I didn't want to sell it there's no doubt about it but it turns out the property was also attached to me so for me that took that took you know, I, I got to do some healing on the property to allow the offer to come in when I sold it. 
So you just never know um, Mm. what's kind of holding you back and like blocks because they are in our subconscious most of the time and we're not aware of it. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. So what's your one to grow on? Meaning what valuable piece of information would you like to leave our audience with? At the end of the day, I'd say if you want your life to be more synchronistic, flowy, easy, harmonious, graceful, really got to learn to tap in to your intuition and your body intelligence and just feel the responses. So as you go throughout the day, any decision that you're making, just start to close your eyes and take a moment to just feel in your body what it's saying. And over time, you'll know exactly what a yes and a no is. And getting present to that in all decisions. Like even if you're at a restaurant and choosing what to eat, just run your hand through it, the menu, and feel like a tingle of excitement or something, and you'll know that's a yes. Um, Usually yeses are expansive. Noes are very constrictive and heavy. So yeses are lighter and happier. And that's what we all want to be. We all want to be lighter on our feet anyway, right? (laughs) Yeah, tap into that body. Thank you for listening to The New Mind Creator Podcast with your host, Maurice, The New Mind Creator. This podcast has been sponsored by Abundant Sports and True Serum. Head over to www.mauriceflournoy.com to receive more motivation and insight to help create your new mind.